What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. It is a uh, honor to be back briefing with you guys, and I uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep it calm to start off. I don't want to be blowing my loads too early. We've got too much of a show coming at you. Sometimes, you know, all I have is a uh, 10, 20 minutes of material, so you got to come in really sharp. You got to come in yelly. You really got to sell the thing. You got ever get everyone all excited, but not this time. No, 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 we're going to keep it nice and calm, so then when we get to the end of the episode, and I still have important topics left, I'm still fluid, I'm still flowing, I still got the energy, and uh, everyone can follow what I'm talking about. Because, you know, I just want to share this information with you guys, that no matter where you are, no matter the cubicle you're sitting in, I don't even think anyone's still got a cubicle. The car, you can comprehend this information, and then be smarter than other people. But I missed all you guys. I was out at Skankfest, which was a uh, absolute blast. It was really cool, uh, you know, being on all those shows, mingling with some other comics, and uh, just fucking partying. So that was uh, that was a good time. And now it's be good to be back. Before we actually get into any news topics, I feel like uh, it's important to discuss some nonsense. I feel like it's been a while since we delved into some nonsense. And uh, after being on the road for a whole week, I got I got I got some nonsense uh, to to get into. Off the bat, I want to put hotels on blast because I feel like this aspect of hotels is the ultimate example of everything that's wrong with all of humanity. You check into a hotel room, you got onto a flight, the flight doesn't let you bring your own soap. I mean, there used to be a time before terrorists destroyed our airplanes where you could just get onto a flight, you could have a whole pack with all of the toiletries that you like. You could bring that nice soap from Jake's Chew that you like very, very much. You could bring the exact toothpaste that you like. You could be bringing bottles of water. Now when I show up to a hotel, it's like I just returned from the desert where I got to go find a Walgreens and you need an entire stockpile of toiletries. And let me tell you, toiletries aren't cheap. There's a reason why homeless people are running right into these places and snagging everything they can and then trying to get out there. Uh, the cost on these toiletries ever since inflation. And then hotels, they ain't giving you what you need. I mean, they got things that they're pretending are fancier soap but are actually shittier soap. Or you go to the motel and they give you like one just thin little bar. You're sharing a room with another guy. It's got pubes on it after just one shower. Sure, he's claiming he's got chest hair, but I've seen that chest. If we were to try and match up these hairs together, that's not what this man's chest hair looks like. So you get into the hotel and what's one item that every one of us always wants every time that we're at a hotel. Toothpaste. Can't you just charge me the extra money for toothpaste? And then don't make me go back down to the lobby and ask for it and then find out that you either don't have it or somehow you've got these little, like, like space bags of toothpaste. No one sells space bags of toothpaste. Are the space bags of toothpaste even a better system than just giving me, like, who wants the Heinz ketchup version of toothpaste where you got to spend your entire day and then it gets all over the place to end up with toothpaste all over yourself? So, like, you're a hotel. You know that every single guest is always going to want toothpaste. Maybe I would even like it. I would be okay because I actually prefer a hotel when they go to the gym system and then instead of like the individual crappy bottles of soap, shampoo, and whatever, they just got the fixed ones up against the wall with you can squeeze on it. I'd be okay with the squeezy thing for, uh, for, for, for toothpaste. I'd be okay with that. And then on the same note, well, can we get some better soap? Who wants to be sharing hand soap between the shower and the other thing? Do hotels really want just guests walking around with germs on their hands and shitty breaths? Have we learned nothing from COVID? I mean, with all this money that you guys are saving by no longer cleaning our rooms anymore, can't you get us some better soap and toothpaste so it's not just stinky breaths and shitty hands walking all over your hotel? Don't you have a little bit more pride in your own institution? And then on that note, 
you know, I, how many times have you guys had where you get up to your room and then you find out that the card doesn't work because you put it next to the other things in your pocket? Like, well, what do we need? What am I supposed to call up the pants manufacturers and tell them that they need to start developing new pants that have a specific card slot within your pocket for hotel keys? You know, like a behind the behind like your wallet thing. I, why would you invent an item that if it mingled with your phone or your credit card, the other thing that goes into your pocket would then make it so that the thing didn't work? You know how many times I got to go back out to the lobby and be like, yeah, the key doesn't work. And then sometimes it's really annoying. Sometimes like you're like asleep on your door and you're like, what the fuck? Are you? But it just shows like these people would know all this information. They just don't care which is why we need government to step in and start regulating the hotel markets because we're living in a free market system and these guys, they're just blowing it. All right, here we got Cole Warren coming in early with the first comment of the day on the epic return of the Run Your Mouth podcast. Checked into a hotel one time and the key wouldn't work because the batteries in the entire lock were dead. I've experienced that also. Uh, all right, next thing we got to put on blast are uh, fancy hotel pools. You know what was nice about a pool? There was a time when I was a kid where you could swim in a pool. That's why they had them. You'd go to a hotel, there'd be a pool, and then you could swim in the pool. But that's not the way they're doing pools anymore. No, they've gone like fancy bowling alleys on pools where suddenly it, it, it's pools with an attitude. So you're not allowed to swim in the pool. You can't bring your own snacks to the pool. You can sit in a hot pool on a hot roof while they play music that you don't like, and then they yell at you that you're not allowed to swim in it. Well, what is with these new fancy rooftop pools? I don't even need the pool to be on a rooftop. I mean, if, if all of a sudden the pool's on a rooftop and you're going to have all sorts of rules, regulations, and not be cool about it and not even let me swim in it, just I'd rather the not rooftop pool. Pools used to be a place that you could swim in it. You didn't have to check in. They didn't give you a towel allotment. You weren't being watched every, every turn that you made. They weren't trying to sling you drinks and they weren't playing shitty music. You could just swim in the thing. It was a pretty good system. I feel like that was this is the turning point in America. People are talking about about trans, talking about uh, you know the corruption and the spending of money. I'm telling you, the real jumping of the shark of America was when pools couldn't be swam in anymore. When someone reinvented hotel pools into a fancier destination location, they already had so many other locations. Leave the leave the pool for the fitness people that want to either swim or the fat kids that want to do cannonballs. Yeah, that's what pools are supposed to be about. These pretty people, they got plenty of places to lounge around, drink drinks, and listen to shitty music. You didn't have to take over the pools. The pools were supposed to be for the rest of us. All right. What else am I putting on blast? Oh, I made the mistake. I, I actually changed seats on a plane. Never change seats on a plane. It doesn't matter if some guy is having a heart attack and will survive if he sits in your seat. You don't change seats. Don't change seats for nobody, never. And it's always some hot chick, and she's got her nice little bitty eyes. She look, just please, can I sit next to my friend? Please. It's going to change everything. If we can just, we'll get little Timmy back from the orphanage. If you'll just change seats for me. Here's what happened. I sat down in a seat. And then, by the way, 
they always ask once you get all comfortable. You know what I mean? It's like I get my thing in the overhead. I, I'm, I, I'm, I pull the headphone thing out. I put it back in. I do the whole hokey pokey of deciding whether or not I want something to be in a certain location. I settle in. I start listening to something. I make a little joke to the hot chick. She laughs at my joke. I'm like, all right, we're going to be banging in the bathroom by the end of this flight. I'm like, this thing is cooking along. And then she looks at me and goes, excuse me, I'm really sorry. I wouldn't have to ask you this, but you mind changing seats with my friend? I'm like, well, I got an aisle. She's got an aisle. All right, well, how do I know the person sitting in the middle isn't totally fat? I actually said that, and then the other guy laughed. And she's like, she, it's not. It's a normal person. I was like, I don't want to be going back to Rose and then finding out I'm next to some serial killer. You trying to make me sit next to some serial killer? She's like, no, it's fine. It's my friends in the middle, and so, uh, I mean, in the aisle, and I want to sit next to her. It's two rows back. I'm like, uh, I really don't want to do this. She's like, you can come back if you don't like it. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll do that. And I went the two seats back. I sat down. That was a broken fucking seat. I'm telling you they knew it was a broken seat. I've, I've had this a couple times on a flight where the back of the seat, I guess, here's what, all right. Obviously, they're letting people that are too fat to fly fly. It's an issue that affects all of us when people that are taking up more than just a seat aren't buying their two seats. We've all been there with the good who is just cramming into your thing. I mean, sure, there's a bar in the middle, but it's like a waterfall the way this guy's stomach is coming into your area. In fact, your best situation now is you either got to be sitting like, like you're protecting something the entire flight, or you got to hope that his stomach fat oozes over the thing in a way that you just have a more comfortable seat cushion. These things have happened, but you know what you never hear anybody talking about when that fat guy's actually breaking the seat? When you show up to the next flight and now the thing, it's like the ba- it's like the seat cushion's broken and it's like a hump on the back of it with the rest of the thing just slanted. And the second I sat down, I was like, I've been duped. And then I was like, am I really going to walk forward the two aisles and be like, excuse me, that seat's going up my ass. You're a lady, so you might actually like that kind of thing. So we're going to have to switch back. No, I didn't. I didn't have it in me to do that. So instead, I sat there and I stood in anger for the entire time. And then I got so uncomfortable that I ended up drinking drinks. And then I showed up to Las Vegas on that first night. And I was too fucking hungover and shit to do anything but go to bed instead of partying with some friends. So I cursed that lady. That whole flight, I sat there and I was thinking in my mind. I was trying to put a hex on her. I started trying to research how you can actually curse people. And just the moral of the story is, no matter how good of a situation it seems, someone wants to change seats, you got to tell them no. All right, next is, I took a transfer flight. I took a transfer flight. Don't usually do the transfer flight thing, but I've recently discovered, as I've discussed, Westchester Airport's a very fine airport. It's only 20 minutes from my house. There's zero security. You can leave your house an hour and a half to an hour before a flight. You can probably leave an hour before a flight and make it. Hour and a half is kind of comfortable. Uh... And it's a game changer because I'm a nervous Jewish person. The airport's taking me a while to get to. Ruins my whole day thinking about getting to an airport. So I realized I think I'd rather be taking transfers to uh, to having to drive all the way to Newark, Newark, JFK, or LaGuardia. I had a transfer that I didn't even realize when I booked it, but I guess it was like 40 minutes. And holy shit, is that thing a rush. Oh, man, when you've got more baggage than you could possibly carry and you're sprinting through the airport shoving grandmas going, I got a flight to catch. Get the fuck out of my way because you don't want to get stuck in the airport. You don't want to have to have a conversation with Delta and try and figure out what time the next flight might be available. This might be my newest favorite drug is the window. They should actually turn that into a game show. Like the way that they did like shopping mall sweeps or whatever. Uh, you, You stand at one gate on the far side of an airport. 
Uh, they hand you luggage that you're not familiar with this luggage. You don't know how like the, the rolling thing works. You don't, or maybe like the luggage isn't even packed properly. And then on the wall, it shows up to you the flight that you need. And now you have to go find the board to figure out where that flight is. And it's whoever has the best time getting through an airport. Uh, Cause sometimes you got to take a transfer. Sometimes they don't mark things properly. And that thing's a bug out. And you're trying to run like after just getting out of a plane. All right. Uh, what else did I have on my nonsense list? Because we do have new top new topic comes coming. There are news topics. That's why I tried to say, don't get too animated. Don't get too excited up front. Don't be busting your nut at the beginning of this program. We're gonna keep it nice and calm so that we've got energy for when we get to the topics at the end of this thing. Uh, and then last is we got a the today's music. Everywhere I go. It's the same sound of just fucking fist-pumping garbage, and I don't even understand the energy levels for the activities people are doing. It's like, when I'm waiting online, I don't need pre-fight, amp-up, disco, guido, take some testosterone, fist-bump, and get ready to go to a hotel pool and not swimming at energy. It's a little bit too much. Let's tone it down. Like, I, I, yes, I like my classic rock. I like my jazz. I like my jam bands. But maybe we could just go neutral on music. That locations that like there's no reason for it. We just don't have it. Let let's go. Let's go. Let's make things a little bit more quieter. Uh, then last. All right. Last nonsense topic is uh, I watched uh, Andrew Tate on uh, Pierce Morgan. I don't watch the whole thing. It was like a 10 minute uh, like uh, Andrew Tate destroys Pierce Morgan like clip, and never paid any attention to Andrew Tate prior to this moment. That video is worth watching because it is a master class in how to present well and that he does not play uh, Piers Morgan's game whatsoever. He comes in and just goes, here's what I stand for, and then just lays down the gauntlet on things that sound agreeable. I just like supporting women. I like being a strong man and being supportive of women. He just came in with good talking points, and he defended himself well. And uh, I'm not I'm not as good at that because I, I kind of I, I lean into like self hate where I'm like, all right, let, let's play your game. Let's have a little fun here. You know, let's see what you have to say. But he did a much better job. Uh, I mean, uh, congratulations for a guy who was a kickboxer uh, to, I guess, be that good at sales and persuasion. Because uh, I'm telling you, anyone you consider running for office or otherwise, that was a master class in how to do it. All right. There you go. Oh, and shout out to uh saint michael here he is shook my shook my hand in line over at the uh, over at the skank fest he's usually first in the chat uh we didn't get to take a picture but it's nice to have you here uh and then tim the ancient the hot tubs are, that aren't hot they're just lukewarm bubble pools utterly pointless they called it a therapy pool or some shit that is a good point you know what it is it's because they're heating the other pools and so they're using too much of the heating bef- outside of the hot tub you're 100 right you know what it was the first time i experienced this was i was once out of killington vermont and uh they have like the outdoor hot tubs you know so it's freezing out but you can get into a hot tub uh and have a beer after a day of skiing it's a good time if uh you got friends that are wealthier than you and pay for the nice places uh, and I noticed that at the end of the day, because they want everyone to get out of the hot tub, you know, before they close it, they don't really run it as much so that it's uncomfortable. And then you sit in there and you pretend like it's more comfortable than it is. Uh, and at some point you realize, okay, it's fucking freezing out. You get out of this thing. I feel like that is the new hot tub temperature. Now that's not true everywhere. 
You still can you can sometimes go to these old school places that just have regular pools and normal hot tubs. <laughs> but at these new agey fancier places that charge you more money just so that they can have more attitude. Isn't it amazing that the more money that places charge you, the more attitude they have, the more of a favor they're doing for you? It's like everything's turned into, I don't know, Instagram influencer energy where it's like you're spending money with us. So now it's like it's like what they used to do with the fake lines outside of clubs with the ropes and shit. It's like now everyone's got to have pretentious attitude so that they can justify that you're spending more money there. It's not about making the product ba better or having more value. It's about charging you more and then being more of a dick about it to try and convince us that we're being done a favor. All right, here we go. Let's actually... Uh, get into some news topics. Oh yeah, let's plug some gigs real quick. This Saturday, Powder Hollow Brewery, 62 Washington Street, Middletown, Connecticut. That is my friend Alex Tomaselli. I've done that show a couple times, mostly on guest spots, hey, uh, um, headlining this time. Uh, but I've seen some incredible local comics and that's always a fun uh, show at a fun room. Then, if you're living in upstate New York, Washington Mills, New York, I will be with Justin Silver at Fat Cats Comedy Club on October 28th and October 29th. Then we've got the Texas weekend of November 5th, 6th, and 7th in Texas, starting off in Dallas. Then I will be in uh, um, with Scott Horton in Austin, and then I'm going to be doing Texas A&M on Sunday. Uh, November 25th and 26th at Laugh It Up Poughkeepsie with, uh, that's not how that's spelled, with Dave Smith. Coming soon, Arizona gigs, and then I'm looking for spots in Kansas City, St. Louis, uh, Des Moines, and uh, more coming at you. Getting back to work. All right, here we go. News drops. Today's topics, pay attention. If you don't know anything that happened in the news the couple days and you listen to what we're going to be covering in this show, you're going to know everything that happened. Here we go. Why American scientists are standing up to China and proving that the U.S. is still number one in making deadly viruses. Mathematicians estimate how many bat virus droppings need to be analyzed before Peter DeSac can go, yep, that's the turd. Inside this cave no one's ever been to. Good thing I had a $3 million budget to explore, to explore turds and caves. The great turd expedition to prove that corona came not when... Fauci bought it, but from labs. All right, moving on. Doctors are warning us about the new variant so deadly that the CDC is actually advising giving the non-working and needs to be updated every month vaccine to kids. Remember, the earlier you start your kids on mRNAs, the happier they will be. Next, why some academics are calling to rename the strategic oil reserve to the Biden gone fucked up stockpile to be used immediately with no concern for the future. And with Biden pushing for nationwide abortion access, economic experts are asking, if we abort the babies, who are we gonna steal from? Next in style, everyone's wearing nice clothes. And so our style experts ask how many other items of Yeezy clothing need to be in your wardrobe to pull off wearing a White Lives Matter shirt. That, you know, what kind of pants do you match them with? You, you really gotta be a Yeezy enthusiast before you're like, well, it's Yeezy, I'm wearing a Yeezy. All right, we got two more. Did someone tell Kanye that Pete Davidson was Jewish or all of Kim's divorce lawyers Jewish and Kanye tried something else? You got to stick with the Jew lawyers. You don't want to show up to court, find out that they got Jew lawyers. And they're like, I thought we weren't using Jew lawyers. I thought we had a Jew lawyer peace treaty here. And then lastly, who is the real mastermind between the new division between Kanye and the Jews? So you got Kanye. He's making the rounds. He's saying all sorts of crazy shit. And I just want to say to Kanye, if you're going to be like controversial, you just you got to make your points a little bit faster. I'm, I'm trying to watch these things, 
and it's like a very slow draw. Just like, can you just get to your racist point? Like, I don't mind it. I'm willing to hear you out. Who are these, uh, who are, the, who's this underground Jewish media mafia? Which when he said that, I, I, I was like, what, what do those meetings look like? Because, you know, like, we used to watch these Italian movies, like in Goodfellas, where even they go to prison and they're talking about sausage recipes. What is the Jewish media mafia? Like, are they real Jews? They sit in there and go, pass me the herring. I want a little more schmaltz on this. <laughs> How Jewy is the underground Jewish media mafia? Are they just, like, born Jewish? Are we talking about some real Brooklyn-looking Hasidic Jews over there? I mean, I, I'd like to see the scene of what these meetings look like. Uh, no, but, uh, you know, he's talking about the Jewish media mafia and stuff. And just, just, can you be a little bit specific and a little bit quicker with it? Because even on your last presidential run, I came out, I supported you. I said, we needed creative ideas. And if this man is bipolar, he might be on a frequency. The rest of us can't comprehend. Why don't we just run with his ideas until he burns himself out? And then, you know, even when he goes into like the depression phase, it's not like he could be more tired than Joe Biden is. So well, let's just go with it. You know, why not make it a freak show? And why not make it entertaining? But now I'm, I'm taking back my Kanye endorsement until he can get himself on track and just make the points a little bit quicker. Because I'd like to follow it. I'd like to know. And uh, uh, the other thing that we mentioned here is uh, how soon till the CDC walks back this, uh, the, 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 this guidance for kids? I mean, just how, or, or what are they going to do? Are they going to pretend like uh, like they're not doing it? It'll be like teaching about kids about being gay in school, where you just come in and they just keep fucking sticking you with mRNAs. I mean, most people aren't even getting themselves boosted. You think they're going to be on board with their kids getting the, 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 the thingy things all the time? What is it going to be, every six months? It's like on the first day of school, when they do that lice check, they also stick you with the COVID vaccine. I mean, who is supporting this one? Are one of those 12 doctors that were on that video going to come out and explain the research that it's uh, of vital importance that the vaccine companies are on the uh, the necessary for school list? I don't think that's what the list is, but apparently it keeps them from, uh, um, you know, not being able to be sued. All right. And, you know, we like to get into the things that don't make any sense. First, we come at you. We give you all the topics that we're going to talk about on the show and then don't talk about. But it's a rundown of everything that you could possibly need to know. You quit watching the show after that. You got a pretty decent idea of everything that's happened in the news. Well, here's the big topic that I'm going to say makes no sense is uh, so Durham. He did a two-year or maybe it was a four-year investigation of everything that went on with the Trump investigation. So you got Trump, they're saying that he's a Russian asset. They're investigating. We're hearing about it for four years. Then they decide they don't have enough information to actually say that he was a Russian asset. Then they find out that the Clintons were working with the FBI. They're creating documents. You got FISA things. I don't even remember the way this whole thing played out. Uh, but you got this guy, Durham, and he's doing the investigation. And he comes up with nothing. I, mean, I think one person went to jail. And then this guy, this Russian dude who, who started the whole thing, apparently he gets off because uh, he didn't. He, they said that he wasn't lying to the FBI. So if he wasn't lying to the FBI, was it just FBI incompetence that led to a four-year loud repetition of something that turned out not to be true? I mean, we definitely heard about the fucking Russia collusion thing for four whole years. So if, if, if no one's in trouble for having lied or uh, engaged in fraud, so then what is wrong with these systems that we got four years of it? 
And then I, this is the job I want. You know, the podcasting, trying to be a comic, it's fun. You know, I've been having a good time with it. But you know the job I really want? I want the job investigating the government where you get millions of dollars and you never have to come up with anything. What a great job. It's all performative. And then it happens in these federal courts. So no one even sees. You can literally just show up, pull out good sandwiches, describe what you're eating for lunch. Uh, you know, the news reports, they draw a picture of some witness that you brought up to the stand and they go, all right, look, the government didn't catch the government. It's another another glorious day of investigators. And we and we did it. So, you know, since we ran the investigation of the faults that the government's made and came back with nothing, it's it's uh, we're good. We, we did our part here pretty good job and speaking about doing a good job sheathunderwear.com sheath underwear it supports your nuts like nothing nothing you've ever experienced i made a mistake first day in vegas i was wearing myself some shitty old fruit of the looms why was i doing it because i was rushing to the airport i grabbed the wrong stuff coming out of the shower i put it on and then i was hanging out with a friend in vegas and we're going from casino to casino we're looking at all the shit we're having a jolly good old time but in the back of my head i'm thinking man my legs are getting all chafed up here Someone should have told me it was hot in Vegas. What is going on here? My nuts, it was scratchy, it was itchy, it was like I was trying to make a fire in there, just rubbing sticks together of fatty thighs. And then, rest of the trip, I wore a sheath and I was fine. So, don't fuck around like that. Don't be showing up to towns, hanging out with people, trying to pretend like you're all cool, when in the back of your head, you're thinking, my God, I'm chafing up my legs right now. You don't want to be living that chafed up legs life, no. You want to be comfortable, you want to be calm, you want to be in control, and the only way you're going to be able to support your nuts like that is by going to sheathunderwear.com, use promo code RYM, you get yourself 20% off, and you load up on the greatest underwear ever made. Uh, also, Robert's awesome. We're going to have him back on the show soon. He was a thrill to hang out with at Skankfest, and let's get back into some news stories. All right, first is... We've got Ukraine has asked Israel for Iron Dome defense system to stop Russian attacks. And Israel responded, hey, you've got your own American money. You quit trying to spend our American money, all right? You've got your own American money. Don't be looking at our... And this is why the Jews are sitting around. They're like, we can't be having other Jews running other countries. We got to stay consolidated so that we can get American resources here. It's like an Indiana Jones where they're like, hey, those weapons are supposed to be used on the Palestinians. Next up, what do we got? We've got Biden, who uh, you can now apply for a Biden student loan relief plan. And the way that you do that is you go back in time and you make the mistake that the gayest people you know are making. I'm not talking about the actual gays who like take arenas in their asses. They're cool, you know? They're cool because they're just getting out there living their life. I'm talking about these whiny, complainy, straight people that want to go to college and then spend their whole lives talking about the way that women and gay people and white men have ruined the world. I'm talking about the people that are invested invested in that. So you got to like start monitoring those people, seeing what they're spending money on and messing up because they're going to complain really loudly about it. And so it's going to be free down the line. So I'm pretty sure like the next bailout to come is going to be people that have dedicated their lives to doing arts and crafts on Instagram. So if you've got friends that are like in this arts and crafts on Instagram community, go join that community, take on as much debt as possible, uh, pursuing your arts and crafts. And then, uh, you know, down the line when they turn around and Elizabeth Warren's up there going, it's just not right that these people were lied to by the numbers on TikTok and, and these other people that were making all this money. And so they thought that they could make all this money. And so then someone gave them a loan and they decided to dedicate their lives to something that nobody needed or wanted. So it's just not right. 
It's not right. We're going to have to help him out. We're going to have to bail. We're going to have to get them the things. So just, you got to do a better job. Be smart, monitor what stupid people are doing, and then do what they're doing. So like the next thing, it's these pension plans. It's these pension funds that for some reason are buying up all sorts of, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're ultra leveraging uh, that interest rates are going to be going lower. And so they're ultra leveraging bond yields. You got to get in with those people. Just find out what really stupid people are doing and make sure that you're doing exactly the same thing because at some point they're probably going to get a bailout. Um, I got to take a piss. You know, I shouldn't have to take a leak already, but I do. So we're going to press some random button. You know what? Let's listen to let's listen to the shed tune because I kind of like skipped it on the intro. So I'll play the shed tune. I'll go take a quick leak and you guys can talk about amongst yourselves and I'll be back pretty soon. And that's nice because I can also uh, take a break. I can breathe some fresh bathroom air in while I'm taking that leak and we can rest our souls because we're only 30 minutes into this and we've already covered a lot of information, you know? All right. I'll be back shortly. All right, everyone cool? What did I miss? Anything happened in the chat? Here we go. 100% Sheath had my cock and balls feeling cool in Vegas. There we go. Uh, is Epstein a J? Uh, it sounds like it. Sir, yes, sir. St. Michael, perfect me too. And Indragoove, or for the Mandela crowd, Epstein. All right, back into the stories that we got planned. Liz Truss resigns as UK Prime Minister after just 44 days in office. And I still think we just need to put more women in charge. I don't think we should look at this as an example and go, all right, you know, she was a nice lady, took the wheels and quit to take a bathroom break. Or we shouldn't look at the inflation that happened right when she got in office and decided to have tax cuts and then price floors on gasoline because you can expect that women are going to go on a shopping spree. You give them the credit card, this is what you can expect. And I'm just saying we should have given this lady more of a chance. I mean, I look at the world through the lens of the problem of white men and the history of lack of achievement when we put white men at the wheel. I don't think that it has anything to do with individuals or the pro or, or the intelligence that any single individual has as much as that we need to give women a chance. And I think that the entire country of England should be ashamed of themselves that they didn't give this lady more than 44 days 
to try out spending more money in the face of, uh, you know, uh, global recessions and running out of food. I just think, you know, you got to give women a chance and more than 44 days to spend money and see if that works out well. Uh, and here, this is a video of Liz Trust with all of her girl energy. Let's give it a watch. Mr. Speaker, I am a fighter and not a quitter. Standing up, fighting for the cause. All right, next news story. What do we got? New Jersey sues Exxon Chevron over damages related to climate change. And I like that the state is against the companies that the federal government has supported. Like, here's what's happening. So the federal government fights wars for oil companies. For We got years of, you know, building roads, making it an infrastructure by which everyone needs to have cars and I'm not coming out as anti-oil right now. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm full. I'm for freedom. I'm for growth. I'm for good economics. You guys understand all these things. We don't need to go on a rant of the things that I stand for. You're all on board already. No one's misconstruing my words. But I'm just saying. So now you got good like states. I mean, what like I, I guess I understand it. If you're a person and you're an idiot and you watch the TV every day and they're telling you that global warming is actually causing weather events that have happened for all of human history. And that even though we're surviving the weather events at a astonishing improvement based on technological development and economic growth that relies on energy, which includes the products of ExxonMobil, Chevron, uh, and these things, but they're so sure of the climate change and the fact that these companies that are giving you the ability to survive the fact that these events are taking place and we're doing a better job surviving than we ever have and they've existed for all of human history. But even though all those things are true, you're reading the newspaper every single day and you're seeing how global warming is causing these problems and then you're looking at all the shortfalls in your budget and you're starting to think, hey, maybe we can get a little bit of money from these guys. Maybe we can fleece them, except that it was the other government money that put them into that power in the first place. So it's just like government money trying to spend money to get the other money from these people. It's an endless fucking racket. And then what happens if like these cases actually get one? Are we actually at, a, I mean, if, if, uh, if, if vaccines are safe and effective and you can lose your job over what then turned out not to have ever been researched to prevent transmission, that the person, Deborah Burks, working for Donald Trump when they're coming up with these policies said, hey, we know that this thing doesn't work for transmission. So we're making all sorts of policies as it is based off of La La Land nonsense, fictionalized whatever. So I guess within our fictionalized reality, maybe government can bring scientists in and actually prove a correlation between the freak weather events that have occurred forever and you're going to survive better based on the fact that we're using electricity and economic growth. But they might actually be able to prove that because of the global warming, we have these weather events. And so these companies are at fault for those weather events. And now they got to pay for it, which is going to do what? I guess drive up the energy costs and then cool the economic growth. And then we won't be able to survive these weather events. And then some other government industry is going to have to come along and take all sorts of government money in order to try and get us the goods and services. And then down the line, a state can sue them and drive up the costs on that. All right, what else we got? Moderna says new booster, new booster, booster. Moderna says new booster provides superior Omicron protection for months. And what kind of a metric is superior? Superior to what? Not working? 
So now it just doesn't work a little bit more or a little bit less. It, it just does. It does a little bit less of the not working. We're going to get banned again. Uh, that was a joke, YouTube. Hey, YouTube censors. That's why I lacked clarity at the end of it. So I realized that my joke didn't even make sense. So I understand your wanting and your desire to censor channels like Scott Horton when he had Matt, Matt Taibbi on the other day. I get it. I understand why there's some information that's so profound. You're not allowed to light it on the platform. People might become educated, actually realize what's going on in their lives, and turn against the system. And I understand that you guys can't have that happen. But don't let the last joke be the one to take down my channel. It wasn't even that good. It was incoherent at the end. So I just, I ask you, lords of, of YouTube, to let that last joke slide. All right. You know, sometimes they, they, they hear your prayers. You, you got to pray to the, to, the, to, to the tech demons. If, uh, if you recognize their power sometimes then they will, uh, they'll, they'll let you be because at least you're acknowledging their power, which is really all that they want. All right, this is from CNN Politics. Special Master uh, Deary, Dearly Unhappy with Mar-a-Lago document progress. Where's the beef? I need some beef. I, I can respect a man looking for some beef, giving him nothing but bread. He's like, this is a shitty sandwich. <laughs> what I like is that if you take a step back, and I understand the nuance that, you know, they say, they take all these documents. Trump says, hey, you can't have all those documents. Some of those documents have attorney-client privilege. They go, all right, we're going to have this guy. He's going to go through all the documents. Tell us what does and does not have attorney-client privilege. FBI says, hey, if you let that guy go through all these documents, you're going to ruin our DOJ. Says, if you let him go through all that, you're going to ruin our entire investigation. I just want to take a step back and go, if there's something so dangerous as nuclear codes that you actually had to raid the guy's house... Is that the thing that he's going to go, hey, this had attorney-client privilege? Like, doesn't this all sound like a little bit too nuanced bullshit for the initial claim of that there were deadly materials that were vital to our government's security and you're going to ruin our national security by letting these people review the materials? Then why is this all a little bit so nuanced about that I need this from this lawyer, that from that lawyer? Wouldn't it all be extremely obvious of, oh, this actually is pretty dangerous for this guy to have? Uh, all right, let's take a moment before we move on to our next segment. And look how organized this show's becoming. We got we got segments. You're gonna you're gonna tune in, know exactly what you're in for. All right, Jake's Minchu. I heard from a couple of you fans that you picked this stuff up and that it was fucking awesome. So if you're out there and you like CBD, you got to go support our newest sponsor, Jake's Mint Chew, made in America, high quality CBD products. And the thing that I love is uh, I got the cans. I got the cans right here. Put a little pouch in your mouth. It's delicious. And it's got all the CBD benefits that you know and love. What kind of benefits come from CBD? I can't be making health claims. You do a simple Google search. People, they think it calms them down, helps them go to sleep, helps them feel like anxious. I like the flavor of this stuff because I'm an ADD fucking maniac. And I put this shit on my lip and it just it feels nice. It's got, a, it's got a good flavor and it gives you all the CBD stuff without having to stuff your mouth with donuts and be a fat fuck. So go to jakesmanchew.com, use promo code RYM, I'm sorry, use promo code ROB, and you're going to get 15% off. That's jakesmanchew, promo code ROB for 15% off. They got a pretty long uh, uh, product line. They got they got soaps. Uh, I believe they have topical creams, which I got to I gotta ask them to send me some topical creams because I like CBD topical creams quite a bit. I have found that when uh, muscles were feeling real tight, and inflamed, I throw some CBD cream on there. I found that to be very helpful. Uh, but what I can endorse are these little pouches with delicious tasting. 
And you don't if, even if you were never a tobacco chewer your whole life, you could be cool for a couple minutes by putting this on your lip, feeling nice, calm, and relaxed. Jake's Mint Chew, promo code Rob, you get 15% off. Now, for our next segment, I saw it on Twitter, so it must be true, where I go through my, t- my tweets, and then I rip off all the things that everyone else is circulating around the Internet, and then I comment on it because there have been some bombshells in the last couple days. So here we go. First one uh, is... We heard all sorts of claims about voter fraud. In Florida, it would appear that some uh, institutions encouraged felons to vote. Felons are not allowed to vote. DeSantis then created a law, basically said that he's going to go after these felons who voted because it's illegal for the felons to have voted. Footage arrived on the Internet the other day of some of these people being rounded up uh, and It seems like, firstly, that this was a show that they essentially said you're going to be arrested and then released and have to pay a fine. Uh, At some point when you're poor enough, uh, having to pay a fine can really be life ruining. Uh, Like, I've certainly been there in my own life where you have an unexpected car repair and or your phone breaks. And it's the most stressful thing ever because you're not really sure how you're going to be able to afford it. Uh, So this this was a small show of force, but that doesn't mean like, cause I don't think these people are going to be going permanently to jail for this. Uh, but it certainly seems very cruel and evil, uh, that people who didn't realize that they were breaking the law are now in trouble. Uh, and let's give it a watch and then I'll give a little bit more commentary. Yes, sir. Put your hands behind your back for me. Oh, no, but when I, no one ever really explained all that much to me. I told the guys when they came out here that I was at the, the driver's license place, getting my new driver's license. Yeah. The guy there asked me, he says, hey, can you walk? He says, hey, I'm pretty sure I can. He goes, well, are you still on probation? I said, no. Uh, I got off probation like a month ago. He goes, well, then you can probably vote. Hey, just fill out the form. And if you can vote, then they'll let you give you a card. If you can't vote, then you won't. And I'm like, all right. And there's your defense. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I, that I sounds like a loophole to me. So, uh, well, we can hope. Yes, sir. It's because of the sex offender thing that you can't vote. So, I mean, the warrant is for the voting deal, I guess. But. Right here, we can also watch uh, the warrant. Oh, he's right here. Oh, my God. Hold on. Wait, wait. Let me see how my husband. Wait, we're telling him. He's right here. So, if you could put your hands on your back, please. Oh, my God. Do so, not move. ultimately, ma'am, you have a warrant? Okay. The warrant. Listen, hold on. Listen. I know you're, you caught off guard. I understand. Right? So, you have a warrant. It's for voter fraud. Okay. Hear me out. It's an ROR. You know what ROR is? Oh my God. You go in, you get booked, and then they're going to release you from booking. You can go right out. You're going to be right back out. Okay? Right back out, right back but out. you have a warrant. Okay. Yep. I'm like, I but I ain't committing no fraud. Well, so th- that's the thing. I, I don't know exactly what happened with it, but you, you do have a warrant. That's what it's for. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah, so I don't know what happened stuff when you weren't supposed to be voting maybe i didn't so that's what you're we're not the case agents but what you got to do they they have reduced your bond all right this is pure evil and i'm not saying that desantis is in the wrong 
uh, in that you can't have voter fraud within your state. Uh, I, I actually think the people that took advantage and told these people that they could go and vote, uh, those are the evil ones. And then I think it's the fault of the system. You know, like they got that, 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 that this has no logic to me. The ignorance of the law is an excuse for breaking the law. It's an evil policy. If something isn't intuitive, like I understand you're not allowed to go murder. You can't steal. Those are intuitive. If you have a law that's not intuitive or I wouldn't be aware of it, I should not be held accountable. Particularly if government's in charge of taking care of your registration for vote, then it's on them. Now, I understand if you actually lie on a form or you misrepresent information and so you get past them. But if you just submit an application, it's on them with your, like your actual information. It's on them to go, hey, you're actually not allowed to vote. You shouldn't be able to just put in forms under with someone telling you that you thought that you were allowed to do something and then find out that you did something illegal. That is that th th this is on every government in every form and fashion. The firstly, the individuals who went out and recruited these people and used their sales tactics of, well, why don't we just put in? Let's just let's just put in for the policy. Why don't we just put in? If you're approved, then you're approved. Don't worry about it. And then they get the thing in the mail and they go, oh, I guess I was approved. I guess I can go out and vote. I, I mean, whoever was telling that to these people, that's the person that should be in jail. And then also the system should be corrected that if you're filling, I understand. If you, if you, if I pretend like I'm somebody else, let's say I filled out a form as my grandfather and then went and voted as my grandfather, then I'm lying. If I fill out a form as myself and there's a reason why I'm not allowed to, such as being a felon and policy is not clear cut, then that's on you to reject my application. Yes, sir. Otherwise, by the way, just like, let's just say as a theoretical. They could put a rule on the books that if you haven't been at your address for 30 days, you're not qualified to vote. Now, I understand they don't have such a rule, but they could have that. And then you could be somewhere, fill out an application in a new house that you just moved into. You submit the application and they don't they mess up on their processing. They're not supposed to issue you that you're allowed to vote because you haven't been in this house for 30 days and you're using it as your address. You show up in your vote and then later on down the line. They go, oh, look, you hadn't been in that house for 30 days. Now you're going to jail. That's fucking crazy. Unless you're aware of the fact that you're breaking the law or it's otherwise obvious, you shouldn't be held accountable for it. All right. What other videos do I got? Ooh, here we go. You know, sometimes people have to wake up early in the morning. They got to get their kids and their whole family together if they want to go to a brunch where they get to see men uh, act like women and, and dance. But lucky for us, we can just go online and experience this and you don't have to pay the 10, 15 or $20 cover charge. And you don't have to give kids your, your, your kid dollar bills to go put into uh, uh, tranny stripper bottoms that hopefully everything's tucked up real nice. So they don't actually accidentally maybe walk away with some junk. That's what other people have to go through to see performances. This incredible. Cause here's the thing about, um, uh, about drag queen parties and readings and story things. Uh, I mean, I guess once you see it, you understand it. Because when you read about it, you're like, this doesn't sound like it'd be fun. Doesn't sound like it'd be a good environment for kids. Uh, and that's why the rest of us, you know, we've been ambivalent to actually show up, wake up early in the morning and go to a brunch that have these kind of activities. But now you see these marketing materials come out online where you actually get to see it live. And once you see it live, you can actually understand why this would be a thrill and so inspiring to kids. Uh, so here, this is the latest footage 
of these events that don't really happen. I mean, we should quit talking about them and focusing on them because, you know, they're not really happening anywhere. But we keep seeing more and more footage of it and what does look like uh, pedophilia because there's kids and it's creepy and weird. Uh, so let's give it a watch. I think that's enough. Now, the levels that don't make sense about this is firstly brunch in general. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into brunch. Going to overpay on eggs and day drink on sugary mimosas, and then strip clubs. I don't even really like strip clubs. It's just it's too much. People are coming at you. All the ugly chicks are all over you. You end up spending too much money. But then strip club with a dude. I really don't understand that. Strip club with a female who's going to awkwardly lip sing about a vagina that she doesn't have. I mean, now we're at like a different level of not making sense. And then you go strip club with a male dressed as an unattractive female, awkwardly lip syncing about a vagina she doesn't have in front of your kids while you're at an expensive brunch. I mean, the levels of, I, you know what? Maybe I have to leave this living room a little bit more. Maybe I'm not interacting with enough of the honest people of America that I just lack understanding. Maybe it's like a palate thing. You know, maybe it's like when you go out and try foods that you never had and you come to a new understanding about them. Maybe I gotta go to one of these tranny brunches. And maybe, who, who wants to do run your mouth tranny brunch live? Maybe, maybe we can tailgate it. We can do a little show from the parking lot. And then we can we cannot judge it until we we actually see it and then call child services. Except I don't want government to be taking away your kids. They're not going to be doing any better in a foster home. But maybe we can educate them. Maybe we can proselytize the good word of run your mouth and show up to their homes and give them a business card and just let them know, hey, I went to that brunch this morning with an open mind. And yes, while the muffins were delicious. <laughs> <laughs> the dancing was disgusting, and I just want to let you know that there's a better way to life. I love to see the marketing materials that uh, that these are going out with. All right, and now we have Stacey Abrams, uh, who very rarely do you see a politician getting on the news and advocating that, you know, uh, we can murder people. Uh, so let's give this one a watch. I just asked you, you're running for governor of Georgia. Uh, I would assume maybe incorrectly, but while abortion is an issue, it nowhere reaches the level of interest of voters in terms of the cost of gas, food, bread, milk, things like that. What can a governor, what could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of Georgia voters about those livability, daily, hourly issues that they're confronted with? But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce, forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. And so these are, it's important for us to have both and conversations. We don't have the luxury of reducing it or separating them out, but we also have to talk about what a governor can do. A governor can address housing prices. A governor can address the cost of education. A governor can put money into the pockets of everyday hardworking Georgians instead of giving tax cuts to the wealthy. That Incredible to look. I understand if you want to say that you don't consider a baby to be a kid. I understand if you want to say that up until that 15 weeks. After that, you start getting a little bit screwy. 
But, hey, you want to start having a conversation of, while it's in a womb, it's not considered a kid, I at least understand why you come forward and say it. I don't understand anyone who goes, well, it's just, it's more convenient. I mean, yeah, it's murder, but what, like, you know, because then what, what, should we be able to just kill kids? Hey, this this two-year-old's really expensive. If I didn't have this two-year-old, I could probably be affording a lot more stuff. Yes, kids are an economic reality. Yes, if I stole from my neighbor, I'd have more stuff. That would help my economic situation. Or if I was depressed, not getting laid, I guess rape might make me feel better. Then, I don't know, I've never been involved with that. That might not feel good after the fact. But I don't know, I'm just saying, if you're going to advocate that, hey, committing atrocities actually make you feel better, if that's your logic, that, hey, I don't have something, and so I could go rape, murder, or steal in order to have it, and then I'd feel better, uh, then where, where does that one end? I mean, I guess people can go out there and commit any crime because it's convenient for them and it's going to make them feel better. Because that's essentially what you're saying. You're saying that it affects the economics of the lady that if there's a kid, it's going to cost them money. Well, that's true at two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine years old. I mean, at any point in time, you should be able to murder your own offspring on account of the fact that you want to be able to buy more shoes. Uh so there you go. That's the logic of Stacey Abrams. And speaking of which, congratulations to Shane Hazel. Uh, if you guys have not watched it, you got to go watch that entire debate between Stacey Abrams, Shane Hazel, and I don't even know who the other person was. I think it's the current governor. Uh, there's nothing more incredible. Yes, we actually get to see well-spoken libertarians on a debate stage uh, because the other people don't know how to handle it. It's almost like if there was a tooth fairy tax and someone went, well, we don't need a tooth fairy. It's just us parents. So, like, I don't need the government to tax me on going into the room, taking my kid's tooth and then giving them a dollar. And then the other people continue to have a like a conversation about what color wings the tooth fairy should have. It's like you've already blown the illusion that it doesn't make sense. And so it's very funny watching these debate proceeds. Uh, because Shane really prepped very well. He came in with excellent talking points. He really explained the libertarian point of view. And it was funny just to see the eyesights of these people were like, I don't know how to defend what we're doing. So here, let's watch this uh, one particularly good clip, which is right here. Didn't load into the presentation, but look, we're getting better here. So Georgia, I, I hope you up. hear me when I say libertarians think taxation is theft. It's your money. It's your property. Okay. You should be able to determine what you do with it. I don't support the fact that you haven't ended qualified immunity. I don't support the fact that you haven't ended civil asset forfeiture. I don't support the fact that you haven't ended the drug war. You haven't ended nonviolent crime. You hadn't ended cash bail. You haven't ended no-knock raids. You haven't implemented community review boards. And you haven't bland, uh, banned blacked-out cop cars that go after people for more money. It's ridiculous. De-escalation by the executive to leave peaceful people alone in the state of Georgia. That's my message to both of you, to everybody in the state who wears a badge. <coughs> Stop going after peaceful people. Excellent showcase by uh, Shane Hazel. And it is amusing. Like I said, it's two people that are like, wait, I thought we've all accepted that we needed government to tax you on the tooth fairy and we were going to discuss the particulars and once you take the step back and go yeah i don't need government to regulate me giving money to my daughter uh the wheels come a little bit off for these people on that note i recommend that everyone go watch i did the voiceover for a uh for a documentary all about um shane hazel's run for governor 
Um, just asked you. It's a great watch, and I had a lot of fun doing the voiceover for it. I think fans of this show are going to enjoy it quite a bit. So it is um, available if you just uh, Google Divide and Dominate, How the Powerful Steal More Power. Again, that is Divide and Dominate, How the Powerful Steal More Power. It is up on Vimeo. You can rent it for 4 bucks, and uh, you get to hear a lot of me yelling, even though it's not the show. All right, let's close it out. we got a couple other quick topics coming at you guys. Let's see. Um... Here we go. Biden tells Arizonans using shipping containers to plug gap and border wall is illegal. So here you go. We've got all these problems going on at the border. Uh, People are coming in. Kamala keeps refusing to visit and saying that everything's fine. And then I think I had heard of this one before, but just like uh, you heard about the cost per like piece of fence. And then you hear about like the old storage containers and what they cost to get. And you're like, yeah, doesn't that just make sense? Doesn't that just make sense that you could probably build, you could probably dig a hole in the ground, put down some barbed wire, throw one of these down, throw one on top, fill it with barbed wire, throw one on top of that, put up some barbed wire on it. How is a fence, how is that not going to be better than a fence? In what way could a fence that for some reason costs way too much money that you can just cut into not work as well as truckers just bringing this there. And then if you've got a hole in the wall and people are willing to just volunteer and show up and place these things down, it it really just showcases the incompetence when other people will volunteer to do your job, can do it better, and then you're like, well, that's illegal. You're not allowed to help out. It really just showcases the fact that you're not looking for the end goal when like, you're, you're almost looking to hide the fact that you're incompetent and can't get a job done when someone volunteers to do it. Like, if you worked at a company, I mean, I guess sometimes, yeah, you don't want someone else doing your job. I, I kind of understand it. But, like, other times, if you've got too much on your plate and someone volunteers to do a project and it's going to help, you just go, yeah, great, awesome. Because at the end of the day, you want the company to do well and you want to look good. You don't want to get in the way of progress. When people are very specifically being protective that other people can't do things that might be helpful it's because they don't want to showcase because it never looks good when it's like yeah it's going to cost us a billion dollars to get it done and then some guys like i well i just did it for 10 and you're like wait it's already done yeah it costs us 10 grand i got some shipping containers we're good it's secure we're going to save that one for another show i'm going to tease this one because this one's interesting but it does somewhat seem that coming into the midterm elections we've all been looking at this story and going hey the dems are the protected class and they're pulling all the scams and they're the ones they're working with the leftist uh, media they're working with all the tech companies there is something interesting to me that i keep reading about all the excess inventory that exists in stores uh, and, uh, the, oh, I didn't even read the article. This is from Zero Hedge. Peak shipping season, a bus due to a reversal in bullwhip effect that essentially, I guess, not that many trucks. Are, I didn't even read this article. I'll be honest. I think I just saw the headline, thought I was going to read the article, and included it in my slides. Uh, like I said, you, I got to come, you got to keep it calm at the beginning of the show so you got energy for the end of the show. It's a marathon, not a sprint. All right. Anyways, we're going to cover that in an upcoming episode because uh, it will be interesting to see if a ton of prices uh, start coming down. And then shout out to Yokratum.com because, uh, you know, most other companies, they, they turn away from Columbus Day. Not Yokratum.com. Yokratum.com, they're like, listen, if someone conquered this country and made it fucking awesome, 
well, we're going to give you even more of a discount than our current discount because the current uh, discount is $6 kilos. You already can't find $6 kilos. You can get yourself a boat, and you can travel around all over the world just like Christopher Columbus. You, you can try and conquer territories. You're not going to find pricing better than our pricing. But on our Columbus Day, they were offering even better pricing, which I just say is awesome. Also, it's always fun to hang out with those guys. All right, and they're the only people that would be affiliated with the segment this horrible. So, you know, we get to the end of the show. We've been screaming all sorts of nonsense. And it's nice to leave people with a positive message, some sort of a solution that might actually help the problem. You know, come to a conclusion. It's the end of the show, and so we'd like to offer, you know, one last solution at the end of the show that might actually solve some of the problems that we've laid out throughout this episode. And so here we go. It's Rob's final solution. I'm confused. We need Rob to tell us something, something meaningful, an actual conclusion, something that can actually solve this, not just nonsense, not just more propaganda, but an actual solution, an ending. So today's final solution, uh, I think we should start droning pregnant women because you got Biden out there, he's looking to expand. Uh, you know, all of our wars. He's trying to get more money spent going to Ukraine. And he's also trying to expand all the abortion access in the states that don't have... The, now, we can't be blowing up women. That's crazy talk. But we can spend endless amount of monies with some sort of a laser that, like, a drone goes into the states where you're not allowed to get an abortion. And then you've got your phone. And so you let them know where you are. And then it targets your stomach with lasers, heats up your thing. And then all of a sudden, boom, you just evacuate a baby right there. And you can look up at the skies and go, thank you, Biden. I appreciate you getting me abortion access in the state where you couldn't just send pills in the mail or me take a bus to someone else and that you spent a billion or a couple dollars on that thing that was able to nuke my stomach with a laser from the sky so that I could have my abortion. And then everyone wins. Women get the abortions that they wanted. The, uh, the, 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 the drones can be used on something other than killing kids somewhere else. We can kill our kids here. It doesn't that sound nicer as opposed to going to other countries and killing people's kids that they would rather keep their kids. We can keep the drones in our country and use that technology to kill the kids of the parents that don't even want them. And who knows, maybe Stacey Abrams can even expand that to living kids because she thinks any kids that get in the way of your ability to buy shoes is, uh, is you know, everything's an economic issue at the end of the day. And me not being able to steal from my neighbors, that's economics too. All right, that's our show. It was nice to be back be back probably i don't know saturday sunday maybe even monday you want me to read off all the days in the week <laughs> that's our show thank you to our sponsors sheathunderwear.com use promo code rym you get to get yourself 20 percent off jake's been chew use promo code rob you get 15 percent off and then of course yokratum.com ain't no promo code needed you know why pricing's already too good you can't beat it can't find a better deal nowhere nice to be back from skank fest more live dates coming at you Enjoy your day.